Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most controversial podcast of the world, Shoot and Stiff Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tamillion Vinish. The audio podcast will be available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Podcast One, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. And tonight, this is a... Um, this is a video podcast, and this video podcast is available on Spotify and YouTube.com. And I'm sure you're already seeing my guests um, tonight, today, on this episode. It's me. Um, I don't have my co-host because he's out with his family. He's in a vacation. It's past New Year, but still, he's in the New Year celebration mood. So, on behalf of C-Dub, this is me, Tamilian Vinish, and this episode is... Brought to you by AWWA Wrestling, American Warrior Wrestling Alliance. They're making their debut show on February 18th on uh, Marietta High School in Marietta, Georgia. And also this episode is brought to you by ProWrestlingTees.com. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash ShootAndStiffWrestling.com. And also ProWrestlingTees.com slash AWWA Wrestling. You'll get t-shirts, bandanas tank tops, all kind of pro wrestling related accessories. All right, let's do this. Tonight, we have someone from Brooklyn, New York. He is the trainer of Gleason's Gym. He is Charles Juan Jeremy Paris. My brother, welcome to the Shoot and Step Wrestling Podcast. The corner man. The real corner. I missed that one, I'm sorry. You're the corner man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the yeah. corner man is here. El numero uno, the UNO, unarguably number one corner man. Welcome, my brother. Welcome, mi hermano. Welcome, so, what's man. going on? What's smoking? What's going on in New York? New York, man, going crazy. It's just a little, you know, not really wrestling wise. Not really much, but you got a few people that's slowly trying to bring back the wrestling game. You know, COVID knocked it out a bit. And then, like, like Johnny's not trying to run those shows at the moment. He's dealing with, you know, his health issues, family stuff. So shows is not on his mind. So I'm just telling people, you know, you got to get your training in and try to do some indies. Now, if you can, I'm telling them because it's so saturated now in New York because there's not that many feds running. I told them, go out of state, you know? Yeah. Because if not, it's going to be hard for you to get in a, one of these local shows because the clicks are already in there. Yeah. The clicks. If we were talking about it earlier, like, you know, they're, yeah. they're in Long Island, New York. They have their own creative pro wrestling. They have their Goonies. Um, then there's some VCW so and, and it's not like the same like you mentioned like you know right before covid there's a lot of promotions used to run in new jersey new york long island staten island all these areas a lot of people closed there was nothing in there and all the people they're running they just kind of they have their own clicks they just book their own people and and you know it's it's tough and i don't blame johnny and johnny's the smartest one he's not running right now this moment i believe he will run Again, at the right place at the right moment at the right time, yeah. you know. Yeah, like right now, he's not he's not feeling it. He got he's dealing with his health stuff and his wife and all this and family. He's like, he don't need to be running. So he just says, train, wow. just get your get yourself ready. How do you so get some booked? people? Uh -huh. You know, so there's my, some people that haven't done any mother, and they will had that ready time to do it once COVID hit, but then. Uh -huh. COVID hit, then they never got that opportunity. So I told those, I'm like, I, I don't want to do it. I said, I need to present yourself and maybe just write to the WWE and get that. Yeah. You know, they never, so some of them never touched WWE extra work, never even like touched the WWE recruit site. Yeah. And so now in 2019, they're too good, COVID brother. Hit, they they're they're too good. Huh? They're too good. That's why they don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, I told him. I said, you got to do it. I said, if you're not going to do indies and Johnny's not doing shows, um, you're going to have to do it. Like, just yeah. present yourself, get in shape, get those pictures, bring a gimmick, bring something to the table. You know, at least touch that. Like, if you don't want to do the, get somewhere, like, do something yeah. and stuff. Touch, touch your, touch your waters. And if you don't want to do the indies here in New York, like, play around, go somewhere. 
taking it to vacation or something. Yeah, getting but, in the getting in the ring and training is good. It's great. I mean, unless you're a popular guy, let's say Antonio Gogo, who's a boxer from England, or um, Shaquille O'Neal is a basketball player. Yeah, I get it. You get in the ring, you do the training because you have that big exposure already, and you don't really need to go out there and do the indie shows. But you're nobody if you're not popular. You do require some sort of wrestling shows. You need to go out and do shows. Otherwise, let's say AEW or WWE or Impact Wrestling reaching out to you. Hey, Hey, um, we're looking for uh, wrestlers. We we uh, we want to see your work. Why don't you send us like two or three good quality matches? And then when you, when you barely worked anywhere, but you're still uh, training, you're phenomenal in the ring. You're doing great, but you you don't have any good high definition quality matches on tape. Then they don't care. They're not going to hire you. They're yes. not. And they're not going to watch your stupid fucking practice matches. They don't care about that. Yes. And a lot of people they don't know, you know this thing. That'll probably be for like those college kids where they, they don't have no wrestling videos. Yeah. But they're like uh, a track and field runner, a hurdle, um, gymnast, volleyball player. They could put that up. Mm -hmm. But they they fall in a different criteria. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're part of that, whatever that letters they got now, the NIL, CIA, yeah. what's the letter? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one <laughs> yeah, time thing that, that from what I know. You know, it's different from you and I, Mother, that yeah, we're just yeah. wrestlers. You know, yeah. we, we trained them that. So we yeah. have to present that on the table. Yeah, yeah, you have to have good promos. You have to have good matches. You have to have like good, good in ring work in front of the crowd. Just, just because you're trained by Pat Buck or Matt Cordona or what the other guy's name, Brian Myers, whatever, it doesn't matter. None of these things are bad. Or you might, maybe you might get some sort of squash matches, but that that's pretty much it. But it's not, not yeah. gonna, that's not gonna take you anything or anywhere. You know? Yeah, like some recent kid. Um, He's up there. Like, he's been training a while at Gleason's. And, you know, I think 2019, he could have branched out a more. Mm -hmm. But then the COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So he's just been training. But he's mm -hmm. been leading the charge. He's like another guy that Johnny trusts to train people and stuff. So he was like, Charlie, man. I said, write. Write to Gabe. Because now it's Gabe. You got to write for actual work. Mm -hmm. I said, write to Gabe. Give him some dates you want to do. He did that. Mm -hmm. And Gabe told him, the, you know, the spots were filled. But hey, um, can you send me two matches and uh and a picture? Now he's stuck, my buddy. Yeah. Because he has nothing. What he's gonna show something from 2018, 2019. No, and Johnny only did two shows yeah. during the pandemic, but they were not they were like um little fundraiser shows for BFW. And that was one this past summer and last year's summer. Yeah. So what you gonna do? Just show those two matches? So I told him, hey, man, if you want, take a crack at it, send a training video if you have to. Yeah, you go to Pennsylvania, whatever, you know, Boston. He's in good shape. Shows, you yeah. know, told, he, he can move. He, he can move. I said, you can do that. Take a crack at it. But he's like, how long? I said, well, he told you to send two matches. Well, you don't wait too long. I doubt you're going to get any show right now. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. showed him. So tell me, brother, you know, when when um, when all these things started? Like, when did you start to join in um, uh, Gleason's? Like, what year? It's funny because I think I want to say either January. It's too many bumps to the head. Either yeah, yeah, January yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, or ten of two thousand is when I joined. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, this year I just made twenty three years mm -hmm. of off and on training. Because when Johnny says you can't say you train for twenty three years, pa, because one year is 365 days. Did you mean that you train 365 days times 23? You know, <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's right. He's so right. you basically just say the year you started and stuff. Because mm -hmm. then Johnny gets technical. He's like the, he's like <laughs> the Scott Steiner. It's the Scott Steiner of the whole time. <laughs> the math. <laughs> the math. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh so God. you train these amount of days? No. These amount of hours? So, yeah, so 2000 when I started, but it's a good point I want to point out, a good story. I, I went to see him in November 1999. At the time, I was working um, at an ad agency, Hispanic ad agency, and, you know, straight out of college, and I'm like, Yo, this is not for me. You know, I thought this, you know, I wanted learning marketing and all that. So Netscape Navigators around. At the time, I did a search of wrestling. I was like, yo, I'm done. Because it was so cutthroat. 
with advertising because if an agency loses an account, they start cutting staff. Or if the leader of your department leaves and they hire somebody else, then he comes in or she and wants to bring their own team in. Mm-hmm. It's like football. You know, when the head coach gets fired, a new coach comes in, they usually bring in their own new defensive team coach, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, offensive, because they want to bring their own squad in. So it's like a cutthroat business. So I was like, you know something? I don't want this. <laughs> so I did the search on Netscape Navigator and just did wrestling. And I saw that Gleason's gym had wrestling. I'm like, what? I just knew it as boxing, a little bit of kickboxing, but mostly boxing. And it said Tommy Dreamer, Taz, Devon trained there. Yeah. And Damien Demento. I was like, oh, sweat. Bubba. I'm like, hmm. I guess I got I went there, checked it out, and I like I remember Johnny Rods watching TV. Mm-hmm. I, I went to uh, Madison Square Garden to see him. Yeah. And stuff. Him wrestled Barry McClay Sakuna. And nice. that was the same show where Snooker and Andre teamed against the Wild Samoans, Rocky yeah. Johnson, Billy Graham. Someone just posted that show on YouTube and it I guess WWE of uh, YouTube yeah, yeah, did yeah. something and it, they they took it out. I was trying to screen record it. The Baron McClare Sakuna match and Johnny for Johnny, but I was too late. And stuff. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm getting to is the sacrifice one does to make it for wrestling, to pay for wrestling. When Johnny told me, he sat me down. I still got that business card he gave me mm-hmm. with the amount I had to pay and everything. And it's somewhere stashed, but I got it still mm-hmm. from memory. It's somewhere stashed. And that was November 1999. He told me how much I had to pay. So I was like, all right, bet. So I was working full-time at the ad agency and part-time as a vendor at Yankee and Shea Stadium. Wow. I still call it Shea. I don't call it City Field. It's still to me Shea Stadium and stuff. So, you know, I was selling beer, peanuts, hot dogs, walking up and down the stairs, hustling. Boom, boom, boom. So that's the money I'm going to use. Extra cash. He's, he even said, oh, I'll give you a payment plan. You know, I need to... You know, you don't. You can start now, next week. I was like, no, the, the Monday. I'm like, nope. I said, I want to get my money right. Once I have the money, I'm coming in. I'm dropping it to you. He always and wanted to help that, everybody. Even when I remember, I I, I started. I said, like, I'm I'm short of a certain amount of money, and he was yeah. like, Don't worry about it. Just start from tomorrow. You know, you just come in from tomorrow. Just fill up the papers, and uh, we'll take care of it later. And he he's kind of he liked to help everybody. Yeah, but it's like my sacrifice story. You have your own sacrifice story yeah. of the travel. Um, yeah. and you hear Devon's story, then you hear about like you more. Everybody got this story. Nowadays, mm-hmm. fast forward and stuff. Nowadays, everybody wants it. Yeah, right away. They never been anywhere, but they just want that big money. Yeah, it's like they didn't even get that much training, and it's like. I ain't hating him. I'm not getting no matches. I, I, I tell, understand. I, I tell you this, brother. Like you know, when? I'm sorry when? to cut you off, but uh, yeah. I, I can relate it to you. Here in Georgia, we have like a big school. It's called Nightmare Factory, whatever. Um, QT Marshall, Cody Rose, and all these guys owns. So now, I know people. I know I know students actually been there, trained there, and one of the promoter told me this. One. <laughs> Some of the students contacted these promoters and asked for insane amount of money. And when I'm saying insane, that means you're barely traveling an hour or two, maybe less than two. And they were asking for $300, $200, $150, but nobody heard about them. And their thing was, oh, we trained by Cody Rose. Oh, we trained by QT Marshall. I was like, and the the, and? the the promoter the promoter was like, we don't care who you train by. It doesn't matter if you fucking train by Hogan or Ric Flair. Can you work? Do you have matches? I never heard about you. Can you sell tickets for me? No. Yeah. Well, God forbid you got to sell a ticket or push push the show. You you know we you remember like yeah. whenever Johnny runs a show, he give you tickets. You got to go and sell it. You sell it. Yeah. You're booked. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. Like I had a, there's promoters that do that. And then there's promoters that don't rely on ticket sales. They rely on social media. They'll book every time. They book the clicks on their shows. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they figure the people are going to follow their clicks. So they come and everything. But like. No, Johnny wasn't that like that always. He always give you tickets, 100 tickets, whatever. You yeah. sell it, then you work. If you don't sell it, you're not going to work. Yeah. And he'll like ask you questions. 
yeah. get you on the battle boy. But now, this generation, man, and it started around 2018 in New York. Yeah. Because I, I felt it in, in Greece with the, the whole entitlement era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I started training in BWF. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, there was other people like myself that left because BWF was more like a, you know, Bronco had his students that he trained, but a lot of us were like, um, how we call it? We just left other schools and we were there for many years. Yeah. And we decided to go to BWF because it was like an open range place. Mm-hmm. But when Bronco's students would come in, Bronco would say, all right, we got to drills because he had mm-hmm. his own like student students. Yeah. So he had to train. But then a lot of us, the, the senior guys there, like the older ones, we all left our other places or took a break from it because we saw a title in there. And I was talking to people from other schools that yeah. were going there with me. I was like, yo, what happened? Why are you over here? Because I knew him from the Indies. Bro, I can't take it because uh, the, the school's owner is just um, letting it slide, you know, like because you know it was that like a participation participation trophy kind of era yeah yeah and stuff and you know just letting people slide the entitlement oh because i've done this i deserve this you know mm-hmm. oh because i did no no come on man back in the days man you had to earn like sometimes you had a what you call Practice, practice. Then you did a, then you refereed, then you managed, you did this, then you was attacking and all that. Then you did Garland. Then you get your six singles matches. You know, you sort of built so you could learn everything and everything. Yeah, now, I, I I started doing battle royals for like yeah, first six royals. six months, and then after that, you like uh, eight men tag matches, six men tag matches. You get small small spots. Then you get tag matches. Then you get triple threats. Then you get one on one. Yeah, so you the, build the process. You get, yeah, you, you yeah. Well, nah, at the moment these kids, man, I was like a mad entitlement. I want this, man, and he's like, "Whoa!" And then, and the the promoters or the school owners, they'll let them slide with it, and you know, all the the old timers from each school or the the vets guys is like, "Yo, what the hell's going on?" And so they get disgusted. A lot of us went to um, BWF because it was like more open ring. So we mm-hmm. we would go there anytime, do our thing. But then, you know, Bronco, like I said, if he had us do drills, you know, to help the other kids, his students or anybody else, we would do that. You know, pave the way for the next one and stuff. So um, and t- t- tell me this, brother. So, so all these years now, um, I know, um, I remember um, when I came to uh, Gleason's for the first time, I uh, it was the old old building. And when you go inside, on the left side, he had a picture uh, with Eddie Guerrero, um, that big show. Did you ever got yeah, a chance? Still got to, that picture. <laughs> I know, right? Did you ever got a chance to um, get involved in any WWE um, documentaries or any any, any, any anything that? Actually, someone told me I was. You could see me in that Taz video. It's like we doing wrestling things, wrestling spots. Uh-huh. I was like, worried. Like, yo, that's you, bro. It's just little clip, like. 15 seconds of frames yeah instead of fame 15 seconds of frames and stuff that and then some independent film for a wrestler movie uh-huh. it had striker in it, it had striker in it and everything called wrestlemaniac there's uh-huh. two wrestlemania there was like one um with a like a mexican luchador kind of thing uh-huh. and then there's one called wrestlemaniac that was based on new york wrestler this guy named radu and is trying to convert his European wrestler, trying to become a wrestler in the States and everything. So, but then a whole bunch of us from Gleason's were in there uh-huh. and stuff. But it was like an independent film and everything. Oh, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they got an IMDb too. Do you see WrestleMania? Nice, nice. But, it, but we, they didn't add our names. Supposedly they was, but I didn't see my name. My name, I found my name, but for some short film, independent film, I did call it. Tag your it is like <laughs> some, some some, but I see my name for that one. So. so, um, you know, from nineteen ninety nine, you started your training. Now it's like what twenty three, more than yeah, around twenty three, twenty four years now since this business. You've been in a time period where WCW was around, ECW was it's, around. The, the and- bad thing, bro, when I started, you know, WCW, ECW was still around. 
you know, still, still. So everybody's like, we were hype. Yeah. And then like slowly, when we were progressing, the year we were progressing and getting better, is when WCW went, ECW went. So all of us was like, what now? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, uh, you know, so let, let me ask you this. Like, so you've seen all these rise and fall, fall of um, yeah. ECW, WCW. What do you think about now these days as wrestling product? Like Impact Wrestling is another one. They're still hanging in there like a mango of a tree. They can't fall any time, but they're not falling. They're just hanging in there every single year. They don't know if they're going to survive or not. But recently, well, they, recently they signed like 170 countries. TV deal or something. I don't know how they're yeah. getting it, but in here in the United States, they're barely drawing any crowd. You know what it is, though? I think it should just go back. Like, okay, MLW, have your roster. That's it. Impact, have your roster. WWE, have your roster. AEW, have your... Don't share. Like, I, I hate it when I saw the AEW roster jumping into Impact roster. Impact roster jumping there. And it's like the reason I, I believe is just like, because either uh Tony Khan, the guy who bone with the silver spoon in his mouth, is just so mark. He, he's a big fan of wrestling. He's a big mark, but at the same time, he don't know what to do with certain talent. So maybe that's why you know. Anyway, I'm paying him, so uh, let him go to the Impact Wrestling and do. Anyway, it's like nobody watched Impact Wrestling. I mean, I'm not saying nobody watches. Like I'm, I'm sure yeah. there's some decent amount of uh, uh, people whenever they're in the bar or strip club. They just Pay attention to Impact Wrestling and yeah, Jim like Cornette NWA calls too. it. I would rather NWA be their own separate entity. But, but where? Where you can watch NWA in YouTube? Apart from that, there's maybe Fight TV, I believe. You're yeah. talking about one of the oldest wrestling organizations in the United States of America, and they don't even have a TV deal. So it's, it's just what, the, you know, again, in all these companies that I mentioned, it's like if you're friends with any of these wrestlers or manager whatever in, in a higher position you'll get opportunities um, they don't care if you have a talent or not hey, oh you're friends with this guy oh hey, bring him in why do you think pat bug was uh let go by wwe i mean there's a lot of rumors out there and some of the rumors what i heard was he was booking he was bringing his own students from creator pro to all over the states if they're running monday night raw or smackdown in los angeles he fly his own students from new york so when you're booking extra talents you're supposed to book locals like you know if you're running in los angeles you should bring uh, people like talents from los angeles but he i heard like he was doing it um like he was bringing his own people everywhere and then he kind of like you know I got out of uh, other people's ears, and there's it's just a lot of dramas and uh, bullcrap. But again, it's everywhere. Like even if you go to Indeed.com and you apply for a job, and when you fill up the application, you will see an option. Is uh, this position is recommended by someone? Is it your family or friend is working in our company? The reason they're asking you is because obviously you'll have more chances to get that job because you know someone who's actually working in that place. Even it's just <laughs> normal Joe Poro. What, what, what website is that? That's uh... Indeed.com, like job oper job oh, uh, portals. Oh. Even if you're applying for a job, like, you know, monster.com, indeed.com, it's the same process. In wrestling, I believe it's just more than that, more than that. Like, yeah, you know, like the reference. Like if you have a good reference and they, the person that calls for you is like some notable person, mm -hmm. they say, yeah. oh, what, what position you have? I'm VP of, you know, Univision Radio. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're calling for Charles? Yeah, Charles is a great worker. They're like, oh, hey. Okay. Yeah, you hope that this guy is going to be good. Unless you're George you... Santos. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, brother. So what, I want to see a George Santos in the Indies. Oh, my in God. Man, that, 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 that'd be crazy. <laughs> so um, tell me, brother. I wanted to ask you this. So you always travel. You went to Dominican Republic, UK. Yeah. Um, you did the big kaiju wrestling. So yeah. what's next? Kaiju like... That's why, you know, like I tell my the trainees now, I say, try to do a little bit of everything, you know? Mm. I, I, I wet my feet in a hardcore match. I never did death play. I did a hardcore match. Yeah. You know, I tell people that I got it on. It's there on YouTube too. Like I a did TLC. one in Puerto Rico. In, in Johnny's, I'm not going to do it again. In Johnny's. <laughs> That's, that was a one and only, the one yeah. and only match. Johnny was like, no more, no more. Because it was crazy. Table, lads, yeah. and chairs. Oh, yeah. But then what you call, you know, 
I do. In, I call what I call the indie matches. You know, mm -hmm. just no say. Oh, oh, great high spot, high spot. About to do that. You know, mm -hmm. I do technical. I, I could do the old school and stuff. But when I, I saw Kaju Big Battle, I was like, "What the hell is this stuff?" I was like, "Oh, I gotta try this." You know, being in a mascot outfit. You know, portraying sci-fi monsters and everything. I was like, "Yo, this sounds like fun." It is it's just right? something yeah. different else to do. You know, hey, like if they, they want to knock you. But when I'm you're like, in that costume, on. it's it's insanely uncomfortable. I mean, if it's winter, great, perfect, awesome. It's great. It's a great feeling. But it's the summer. You just want to get out of it, right? And then people can't knock it because there's been giant pandas in Japan. Little little kids wrestling, adult wrestlers, you know. <laughs> Are you shooting at Kenny Omega, pal? <laughs> I'm just saying. Then you have you ever saw Hustle? Hustle was one of those where they had the guy that looked like one of the street fighters and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or even in WWE when you had them bringing the bunny or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy the Bray Wyatt, yeah, yeah, always, yeah, yeah. Wrestling is always crazy. Oh, yeah, everything. definitely. So you can't, if you go to Mexico, you know the weird outfits there. They got yeah, that mini yeah. Chewbacca wrestler. I call him, and he just like mad small, and he looked like Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got people, and then MLW got that, the mini guy. I, I, see, man, I'll guy. be honest with you, brother. I don't watch MLW. I never, I've, I never been a fan of the product. I mean, they're okay, but I never uh, watched it. Um, I guess I know. I used to watch names. it Saturdays when mm. I used to go down to Gleason's. And then we go eat to the diner, and it would be on the diner TV because mm -hmm. it was on that um, I think that file channel. It's on one of those channels. I forgot what it was. Was that Destination America or something? Probably but Some, it was one of those that. channels yeah, yeah, yeah. that the diner had. So yeah, we yeah, watch yeah. it. That's the only time I would catch up. So um, from nineteen ninety nine again, you're going through all that. What do you think about now these days of product again when it comes to, uh, let, let me ask you, like, uh, straightforward, what do you think about AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and why you uh, think that you never got an opportunity to participate or do anything with AEW? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I wrote, I wrote and stuff, and I know plenty of people that, that have potential that I know that wrote. Mm -hmm. You know, they have potential. And people not even from Gleason, so it wasn't just my my Gleason's crew, the Gleason, yeah. the Johnny Rods people. I knew people in the other Indies like, yo, Charlie, man, I wrote to this person. It's like, and then they see who's on. You know, some people we we knew, so we was like, ah, enough props, at least somebody we know. But mm -hmm. then it was some other people that we knew that didn't even have time in. It's like, yo, but the fact that they were at certain facilities, you know, for camps or something and bam they got it. <laughs> it was like oh man and i'm like yeah that's slapped in the face to all the other people you know yeah it, it, i believe it, again it's just not only that again um just we talked earlier about it, it's all about the context it's all about who do you know and who do you uh, recommend it by referred by you know that's it's always going to be like that that common factor is going to stay in uh, wrestling business Anyway, so what do you think about WWE rumors? They're uh, selling the company, and and there was a wrong news spread out by Dave Meltzer saying it. that they that. sold to Saudi Arabia. Vince, yeah, they're not. Vince won't sell. Vince will die before he he sells WWE, and it's definitely not going to con. He would he would buy AEW first. His ego's too strong. Yeah, to I know. ever let somebody his cop that's like if he let Tur Turner buy him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or Tony Dixon. Khan and AEW look at their ratings, it's just bad, it's terrible. Like, the only reason people are still watching is because of the former WWE stars on it. Yeah, they're and Jer Chris Jericho is going and out there and saying like in public, Oh, we're building stars, you're building nothing just because you put in over the beginning, some indie they guy. They, they did, they did. Uh, what's his name? The Sting look like guy, uh, the mini Sting dude. What's his name? Darby Allen and all the other guys. Most of them are small, but at the same time, my point is like when uh, Jericho recently said, "Oh, we are building stars." Just because you put some random indie dude who barely trained anywhere, oh, that doesn't mean you're building a star. That means you're just showing the world that how such a stupid freak you are. <laughs> and because <laughs> what is that? 
actually going to do that to uh, that kid, Andrade, whatever his name is. And again, it doesn't matter. They, they sign A.R. Fox. They, they sign some of these guys. And what they're going to do? Six months, you will see them TV and they, they'll disappear. What happened to Miro? Rusev. Where is he now? You know, the, the, they doing what the WWE did with NXT. They just put people on the shelves. Yep, yep. They, then, they never, okay, let's play they with, barely had their own stars. Them today. And still, to this day, people don't understand um, the fact that um, even though if you want to, like, you know, uh, get in somewhere, you know, you have to do the right way. And people like, you know, people still looking for that contacts where they, they can get uh, extra work. I know people go to NWA getting squashed under five minutes and they post it everywhere on social media. I made it like where the fuck you made it. You made it nowhere. You just made it maybe on YouTube. Look at their fucking world. Champion. Johnny <laughs> says that all the time. He's like, oh, my God. I must have made it 25 million times if I got squashed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's the thing people don't. And, and I can see a lot of people post it like. Uh, if they see someone that they know, uh, they did AW Dark, Dark Elevation, NWA, and they, they post it, they share it. Oh, I'm proud of you. I'm so happy. Open your fucking eyes. They're there just for barely two minutes. That means nothing. Anybody who can take bumps, they know how to take bumps, they can do that shit under two minutes. That's yeah. not going to do anything. All right. Let, let's talk about... Um, so we, we covered about WWE. We covered about um, um, AEW. We, we spoke about... Oh, I know because you've been international too. I just want to mention one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you did international shows and I went abroad. I went across the pond in London and Dominican Republic. And I, and I thanks to Kaiju, I actually worked somebody from DDT Pro. I forgot his name, but uh, what you call... He hardly spoke no English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was telling some of the kids to this past weekend at Gleason's was, you want to get that experience when you try to wrestle somebody that doesn't speak your language. I went to the Dominican Republic, thanks to Bronco, and I wrestled in the city of Mocha and Las Minas. Mm. And what I know is Spanish for clothesline, like Lina. Yeah. They was looking at me like Lina, because Lina to me was a clothesline. Yeah, and they was like, "Huh, okay." Then I just demonstrated what I wanted to do. Like, then they said, "I guillotina." So they called yeah. it different. Then I said, "Let's chain a bit." Mm -hmm. You know, I call it um, cadena. Vamos a cadena, mm -hmm. and they was like, "Okay." I was like, then I just did some little motions of chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Quebras, quebra." I'm like. <laughs> But in Mexico and, and Japan, and most of the time it's the same thing. In in Japan, the language is different, but clothesline they they say clothesline, drop kick. That's how they say. They just added their own flavor. Mexico, they they say plancha, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's and I love the London here. crowd, even for kaiju, because we were there. We did uh, the progress show for the super mm. super strong style sixteen, but then we did a kaiju show at night. Mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah, or day. No, no, it was night. And they, they was during the day. Yeah. And um, the crowd, no matter what, I love when they sing. They just sing songs. Like, yeah, they yeah, sing, yeah, like, yeah. Chat, and I was like, they're doing it for Kaiju. I was like, oh, yes. That's really cool. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're they're having fun. They're enjoying it. Yep. And then, you know, just experience uh, an arena like at the Alexandra Palace. Mm -hmm. Ali Pali is like a huge arena, famous and stuff. It has like, Forget it. You Google Ali Pali, Alexandra Palace. To me, to even go to London and perform there, I don't care if it was Kaiju Big Battle or it's always uh, yeah, definitely a, a Shindy of London. But the fact to to say that I was there in London and performed in Alexandra Palace was a great opportunity. And it worked somebody from DDT Pro on more Mania weekend for WWN with the Kaiju versus DDT Pro event mm -hmm. and everything. That's that's great that experience. You know, and all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right yeah. back after a short break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Shoot and Stoop Wrestling Podcast, episode 18. 
I'm with Corner Man, and this episode is brought to you by AWWA American Warrior Wrestling Alliance. All right, so we were talking about the international experiences, we were talking about Impact Wrestling, the opportunities, um, WCW, ECW, AEW, uh, we were talking about um, MLW. So, brother, yeah. So, you were sharing your international experience in different yeah. countries, different way they, they call moves in a different way. And at the end of the day, what I've seen in Japan, they call most of the stuff in the ring. They, 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 they talk the basic stuff in the back, but at the same time, 90% of the matches happens in the ring, even though you don't speak the language, but still, they call it in the ring. And here, what do you think about people now these days choreographing wrestling moves? Um, in, in before the matches in in major, I don't company. try to knock it because the old school people like the infamous is the the Macho Man Steamboat, <laughs> you know. But it's just not my cup of tea of trying to remember everything. Yeah, if I was you that know, smart, I'd probably be an engineer or a doctor, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did one of my indie shows with this kid and in Pennsylvania, within this Pennsylvania fed called World Star Wrestling Federation, and we wrestled in Ohio, in Xenia, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And he was calling everything in the back. And so my homeboys from Belize, we were all down there. And then I just did this look, and they looked at me. He was calling down to the chaining and everything. So, no, the best part was, was when he said, okay, I'm going to chop you like Ricky Steamboat. You take the bump. Then I'm going to go outside, climb up to the top, and oh give you a God. Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat type cross body press, flying body press. So I had my two friends outside. We were like, a, we called the New York Connection. We're outside like a gangsters, like mm -hmm. a crew, <laughs> like evil dudes. Mm -hmm. So he goes, he chops me, I take the bump. So next thing you know, I'm selling, I'm getting up, turning around. So I, when I turn around, I catch him. You know, I'm timing it. Mm -hmm. I turn around, I look down, he's already on the floor. Oh my God. So I look at my boy and I'm like, then I look at my other homeboy, like, and they like this, like, so then I go to the crowd like this, like old school, mm -hmm. like my mental telepathy knocked the kid off the ropes. <laughs> but when they showed me the video and he, he came to the back, he apologized. He said, yo, man, I'm sorry, man. I messed up, man. I fell off the ropes, man. I was like, oh, man. In my head, I said, yeah, that's not Ricky Steamboat's flying coach body. <laughs> that's hey, what you want to do all this talking, 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 talking to them. Man. There's certain things you don't talk like. I try to tell these kids at Greasers now, okay, it's basic stuff. You shouldn't even call it. Keep that off your head. You know? Yeah. Just, just learn how to react to things, it. Spots with a ref. Yeah, just yeah. learn. Just learn how to do react the crowd to it. React. Just like you don't call the fucking whole chain wrestling in, in the back. And I remember I was working for a promotion called XBW Extreme Valley Wrestling. Um, I forgot his name. Um, God, I really, I really forgot his name. So it's kind of like eight minute match. Uh, the the booker asked me like, "Hey, Vinicius, going over strong eight minutes." And I was like, okay, man, okay, let's do this. You know, um, if you have any move that you want to do it, you know, let's just put it out there. And if anything new that I haven't seen it on TV, just let me know. Just walk me through it, you know. And he was like, how about this? I give you a springboard, fucking insecurity. Then after that, I give you a stunner. Then grab you, give you a rock bottom. Then I climb it. I give you a 450. You powder one, two, boom. And you throw me out and you spear me on the floor and then you throw me back and you pin me one, two, three. And I was like, no. <laughs> all that. The, the, the booker said, I'm going over strong, right? Then why would I give you all these stuff? And also, like, he wasn't, he, he was, sounds like, you know, he wanted to do plenty of things under eight minutes. I was like, no, it's just, it's just like when a booker tells you this is what you're going to do, you should respect it and you should yeah. don't, don't try to change it. And not only that, when a promoter asks you for a promo, try to give a fucking professional promo as possible because you never know. Maybe William Regal someday going through uh, Facebook or fucking YouTube, he ended up seeing this promo. Oh, he'll be like, man, that's a promo. Who is this guy? And who is this girl? I need to know. Then, all right, you are on their radar. But if you cut a fucking selfie toilet promos, no one gives a fuck. If that's how you promote... For a wrestling show, if that's how you promote yourself, 
then that tells the world how bad of a promoter, self-promoter, a worker you are. Yeah. You got you to have something presentable. Yeah. You got to present yourself in every day. Yeah. So but there's people like yeah. that. They got those egos and everything. So we were, it was for a kaiju show, but we were going to Canada. And this kid, he was like all ego throughout the whole trip. Guys, you better make sure your, your passports are good. Everything, you know, this, that, and the third. So we were driving and we get to the border. You know who had an issue with his passport? He did. Oh, my God. They wasn't going to allow him in Canada because he had a prior arrest, something. I'm not sure oh. if it was for marijuana or something. Mm -hmm. If you have an arrest there or something like that, you can't come to Canada. Yeah. Something like that. So here he is talking all this shiva-jabba. No, that was crazy. And he's the one that had the issue. We went to the, when we stopped and we went inside and we did that thing. Oh, why are you here? Oh, we just coming to do a show, blah, blah, blah. We in and out. This yeah. and third, okay. And everything. When they looked at his information, his passport, like, they, that shit ran off. His, that pass came up. And then wow. one of the other promoters of the Fed was like, sir, we need him. He's like, one of the vital, is anyway. They were like, okay, he could come, but don't you ever come back to Canada. They like they they say you're gonna be held accountable for this gentleman. Oh yeah, no wonder why Jim Cornette is, is banned crazy, in Canada for life. That's what I heard. Jim Cornette. Yeah, is you banned. never know. I think it's like any kind of arrest or something. It could be petty. I think it's it's. I didn't know to that day. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you you heard about what's his name, Michael Elgin, Eugene or something. A wrestler, a Canadian wrestler, got arrested in um, uh, Japan for stealing protein powder, and they uh, sent him oh. to they sent him jail for five years or something. And I was like, why would you do some sh stupid shit like that when you go to another country, when you go to uh, Asia, when you go to a different culture, you respect the culture. It's a fucking protein powder. Come back home and steal <laughs> it. And just steal a whole fucking you container. You a star? Then it makes me question: What are you doing with your money, or how much you getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> that you can't afford protein powder. I mean, I don't really believe he kind of like intentionally did it. He probably maybe he had a bet with somebody. Maybe he was high. Maybe he was drunk. I don't know. Whatever what it is, he did it. So again, my thing yeah, is like, you know, why stealing would you no go, matter what. Stealing no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go somewhere <laughs> else and disrespect their culture and do some stupid shit like that, you know? I'll be like, I right, let you want me to do something. Let's do something legal but funny, but that's against yeah, law. Yeah, get a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get arrested. Let, then what? Let's talk about um, or get caned. <laughs> let's talk. About, let's talk about modern day wrestling. What do you think about your? What's your takes on modern day wrestling? Um, I know modern Kurt day. Angle uh, recently said something on his podcast. He said the art of wrestling is not there anymore. It's more kind of like a choreographed, um, choreographed high flying stunts. It's just a matter of time. You will see a lot of people getting injured, and their uh, life in the ring will cut, cut, get cut short because of the athleticism and the moves that is involved. So, do you agree with it? I still. Uh, what do you say? I agree partially, because if you think about it, remember what he was doing with Shane McMahon. He did some yeah. crazy moves with. Well, belly to belly suplex was that was from the top rope and even the outside right behind the entrance. Yeah, but what he's talking about the crazy stuns, Jack no, Evans. No, that's too much. That's too yeah, much. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just putting yeah. some. I'm just throwing some names out there: the Jack Evans or Darby Allens, AEW. Let's just say that way. Just they they do all these crazy stuffs to get that holy shit moment from the fans. But what do you think is going to happen? Um, so we're not going to get that old school style wrestling back? Their wrestling life fans going to get shorter. Why do you think Ric Flair could do another match? <laughs> Ricky Steve all of them. I know, right? They maybe had take a few. They probably took a few crazy bumps in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. But they knew better. You know? They no storylines. There's no emotions. Because I'm saying this because, you know, you were here um, yeah. when uh, Cesaro, I don't know what he goes by right now, but Cesaro got fired or released, whatever the, the right term is. People were saying, oh, finally, he's going to get that big push. He's going to get that. This is, this is what people don't understand. WWE is a world wrestling 
the E word, entertainment. entertainment. You need to learn how to adapt just because you're Mike Tyson in the ring. That doesn't mean you can talk like the rock. So you need to learn how to express. You need to learn how to show and adjust with the changes. How in the world do you think Mick Foley survived 20 plus years in WWE in general in the world of wrestling? It's because he wasn't a big, talented, technical wrestler. He knew how to adapt. He knew how to uh, adjust with the changes. He's the yeah. same guy who appeared on the Royal Rumble in three different appearances. Mankind, mankind dude love, cats is jack. Yeah. So ag again, it, it's just, just so what do you what do you what do you think? It's just that that old school style is not gonna come back. These wrestlers have to still rely on it. Uh, I don't, I don't what is lack now these days? There's that connection with the crowd is not there because they're always gonna want to get like the great superhero for the kids. You got the the flippity flop guys, like they call them on the Twitter, that they go, um, they call them the Paulie Anime, Bill yeah. yeah, the flippity flop people, and then you got the strong guys. But then, what you call, you know, it's not gonna go back. I don't see it going back. Like for them to go back, I would like them to go back to the enhancement workers days too, where you build the star. You know, not have like say per se. Okay, you're building up Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. He's a new guy in town. You're building him up. But now you're going to put him with Kofi Kingston, who's already a star. Mm -hmm. But then since you don't want to book enhancement workers, you're going to put Kofi Kingston against him. And now he's going to, while you're building him up, he's going to squash Kofi Kingston. So now you kill Kofi. The following week, okay, throw him with Cesaro. Mm -hmm. Then you kill Cesaro. You know, the like, get those extra talents, local talents, like the NWA used to do, AWA, WWE, back in the days. And and you'll save time, too. You save money because mm -hmm. what you're going to give them, you know, maybe a few bucks and everything. And you don't have to have all these bodies paying them for their airline trips and everything because, you know, they, they probably paid them probably for the airline and hotel or they expense it and they have to pay them later and stuff unless... When you're in the WWE, you got to pay for your own hotel and flights. But I'm not sure about that. Maybe some people, but I'm not sure. But it'll be better because then you can, you won't kill that many stars. You know, like when you're building up somebody, like let them build. Like when back in the days when somebody, a new guy came in, he was just beating enhancement workers. And he's like, yeah. oh my God, undefeated. And then when he finally gets in the ring with like somebody, you know, they clash and everything again, the beef. And you now you're waiting for these two people to clash because they never touched each other. I'll give you an example, Lance Archer. Lance Archer was the Bill Goldberg of AEW for two years. He's going there doing the dark and elevation, squashing everybody, destroying people back and forth, back and forth. And they put him with Miro one day on Dynamite and boom. He put him on Sleeper and he was done. So you've been pushing this guy for a whole fucking year. And now he just fucking passed out. Um, <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. They should have had it where they just clashed each other, like begin a feud. Say, so, same thing happened with Wartlow and Samoa Joe. Wartlow was, they've been pushing Wartlow like a fucking god. He was power bombing people, 10 power bombs, five power bombs, 20 power bombs, and one day, boom, he passed out in front of Samoa Joe. So now you're putting over a WWE guy over AEW guy. So if he's going to pass out, why in the fuck you are just pushing him to the moon? It's a bad booking. Yeah, that's the bad part too. That, that's, that's, that's a problem when you're a fan. See, this is the problem. I always get people. I always um, have people tell me, I can book better. No, you can't. No, you can't. If you're a wrestler, if you've been in this business enough, if you travel around the world. If you could, you would have yes, to you can. <laughs> Yeah, but you you never been anywhere. You're a fucking fan, and you're saying that you can book better? No. Well, go and watch AEW. That's what happens when you're a fan and you book a show. That's what happens. Yeah. You go and watch WWE. Oh. You will see why the product WWE is always better. No matter, no matter how many people uh, say crap about WWE, they are yeah. still number one on top of the world is because... They're run by professionals. They're very organized. Yeah, on a tight ship, you know. Yeah.
They're very so organized. They know told me they know their shit. People. They know what they're doing. It's not like I still remember my first day in AEW Dark Dynamite, whatever the fuck it was. I went in the back. The the referee chick, what's her name? Aubrey, Brittany, whatever. She was the yeah. one writing down on the board, the match card. And one, two, three, four. It was like five or six matches or something. She'd been uh, writing it, raising it, writing it, raising it, moving the place back and forth, back and forth. I was supposed to be on a six-man tag match. That's changed to a one-on-one tag match. Then it changed to a, a tag match. It was was crazy. It was chaos. It's just like you throw money uh, to a lot of people, and they just they don't know what to do. And they're and technically, he's not even using the knowledge of Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Jerry Ling. No. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Like you have all these great minds. You have all these there. great minds, but um, they're there just to be there. That's all. That's what happens. Like, and every any time anyone tells me, "Oh, well, I, I can run better than Tony Khan," just go and fucking watch AEW because that is a fucking fan who runs a big show on a national television base. And look at this. But anyway, like I'm, I'm not here to like you know um, degrade um, AEW. It's just the same same way as Impact Wrestling. Look at Scott Demore; he runs it. So people says, oh, he's a Canadian pro wrestler. Like, not really. If you go back and watch 2002, 2003, NWAT, and he came to the company as a manager. What did he accomplish or achieve in this business apart from being the president of uh, Impact Wrestling? He was just a tail, not even a right hand man. He was a tail of Jeff Jarrett for a long time. That's all it was. And from what I know, what I've heard, it was a lot of backstabbings and politics involved. And he's where he's right now. It's all, it's all a game. It's all, it's all uh, like backstage. It's, I mean, you know, when it. they were in Canada, I loved it because I was thinking about that being a Canadian territory and everything. And then you had New Japan for Japan and stuff. And then you know, you go to Puerto Rico. You have the Puerto Rico feds. You got Mexico. You got the Mexico feds. London, the UK. You know. Like if they could, I was like, man, why couldn't they just stay in Canada and just grow in Canada and be like the great Canadian Fed? I know, right? Yeah, America, America have enough wrestling promotions here. America have WWE, AW, yeah. um, MLW. That's fine. That's enough. Yeah, Canada definitely need a wrestling promotion. I think back in the days it was that would have been uh, great for all the Canadian indie guys out there too. So they they make it, it, even back in the days guys used to go to Stampede Wrestling so that yeah. they could. They could, you know, get it. But anyway, um, you know, we, we, we covered a lot of uh, things here and there. So let's talk about uh, the man who is still trending on Twitter and on social media. <sighs> Phil Brooks. What do you think about him? Man, what can I say? You know, he must be a very interesting guy, man, because or. Oh, one of these guys you signed because maybe like entitled. Even though when he first started, I heard, you know, it was a great work. He got in his work about the moment, you know, celebrity status hit him. You know, I'm hearing different stories now. Like once he got that celebrity status, he was a totally different person than what he was. Like he may have still have some of his tendencies that they still say <clears throat> he had, that he's always been like that. And everything, but it just went shipped into higher gear and everything. So uh, recently, Dax, uh, what's his name? Dax Harwood, whatever. Now it's just everybody does podcasts. Hey, even I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so FDR. Uh, so he said something about punk, punk being the super nice, sweet guy. This is coming from a guy who actually walks around with the Brett the Hitman Hart T-shirt in the back of AEW locker room. Um, he's the same. It's the same people walk around, call themselves FTR. I believe it stands for fuck the fuck the revival, right? Some, <laughs> some, fuck the revival. I, something like that. I don't know. I don't even know the full form of FTR. So I believe something like it's fuck the revival or something like that. So again. You are embarrassing yourself about a gimmick that you did in the WWE, and then you call it as FTR. And on top of that, you're walking around with Bret Hart T-shirt like a mark, even though you have your own name. You establish your name still. You're acting like a child, and you have your podcast. Now you are talking about how CM Punk is the greatest guy 
I wanted to change the business. The, it, what do you what do you think about all these things? Like you know, aren't we supposed to be better than this as a larger than life character? I think so, but you know, but like you said, he got a podcast. It's his platform to express himself yeah. how he feels fit and everything. But maybe he had a different relationship with CM Punk than say yourself, myself, if I ever met him, anybody else. And everything, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, I only saw him wrestle. I think I went to Philly one time, and everything. That was it. I think I saw him wrestle once. Do you think he will, um, he ever will go back to AEW, or or even do you think he will go back to WWE? I think he'll go back to WWE for maybe like a present, like one of those Royal Rumble surprises. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I go, oh my God, number six and everything. Oh, number six in the Royal Rumble. It's CM Punk and everything, or some weird number. <laughs> just uh, uh, just to come out. Another question. The crowd about... will pop no matter what. The crowd will oh, pop. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, good or bad. Like, definitely. Yeah. Um, another question about another individual, Carlito. Did you see him lately? It looked like insane amount of shape. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! See. It looked like a bodybuilder. Looks fantastic. Looked like a million bucks. Do you think though we can see another pre-run um, of Carlito in WWE? That would be great. You know, he hasn't been around. So once they play that song, I spit in the faces of people. <laughs> on cool. Their crowd will pop. It's like, why do you think they bring back some of these people? <clears throat> because they know like certain. Right now, certain stars they they losing their regular go to people. Yeah, you, back in the days, you could have got went to Stone Cold, bring him yeah. back. Triple H, bring him back. Um, Undertaker, now the Undertaker's like legit can't really come back. Yeah, yeah, he's kind Stone of Cold. Done. Stone Cold did what he did with um, Kevin Owens. Kevin that, Owens, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Yeah, they kept it basic, but it still looked good. Oh yeah, it does. It does. Oh man. People were chanting, you, um, you still got it. And I was like, come on, yeah. yeah. You got maybe yeah. The Rock. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think The Rock probably going to come back and do one thing with uh, the Roman Reigns. But at the same time, <coughs> even if he's going to come back, he's not going to uh, win the title. He's probably going to put him over because, again, he's a full-time movie star. He has a lot yeah, of commitments. He, he have XFL. Yeah, that, that probably he will come back and just put him over for just just say like okay he's the real, uh, he's the real chief chief of the table whatever <laughs> it was. So anyway, yeah. brother, you know it was a great conversation so far. It'd be we we touched a lot of subjects from different different companies promotions. Tell me what's going to be the future of Gleason's gym. The what? <clears throat> what's going to be the future of Gleason's uh, world of unpredictable wrestling? Hmm. Well, all goes well. I think if Johnny starts doing shows, I would like to keep him like more digital and hopefully get some people to start worrying about branding, their, you know, creating their character. Yeah. You know, like how you said, you have to build, have a character and yeah. stuff. So, okay, it's like we were just talking about, like, say you put a promo out there just to promote a Gleason show and your character is... Uh, like say Robert Rue Glorious, you got this nice fancy yeah, yeah. and everything, and you 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 hype this up everything, and you know just just a greasing guy, but you do a promo, and then the hashtags pop up on another since you put cool hashtags and algorithm pops up, Regal watches some promo, then all of a sudden your promo pops up on the side maybe of of the video he was watching. Yeah. And he's like, oh, let, just like you said, maybe I see that. Yeah. That's why. Oh, sweat. Let me contact him. If you, if you do and you fill out your YouTube channel correctly with the contact information, one thing leads to another and he could probably find you or something. Maybe. I'm not saying it will be like that, but, or maybe another promoter, maybe what you call Billy Corrigan, the NWA, like something. Jesus Christ. You no. know, something to be the next step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody, maybe New Japan, you know, maybe, maybe looking 
looking for a new American or say Johnny had a cowboy like this kid named Huncho and yeah. stuff. And he sees that they want a new cowboy for Japan because Japan always loved the cowboys. Oh yeah, because they fell in love with Stan Hits. So they always <laughs> yeah. looking for the next Stan Hits. Yeah, they're always they always the looking next, for it. Yep, yep. That's or true. the next Bruiser Brody. Like they yeah. had this dude in NXT UK. He reminded me of so much of Bruiser Brody and stuff. He's like all crazy, hus hus. He looked like Bruiser Brody. <laughs> What's gonna? Stuff. Yeah, brother, and also like. What's going to be your future plans? Like, where you see yourself in five years? I asked you this question Man, five years ago. I don't know. I, I'm, that's funny. Because I know I, my time coming up. One of my boys is like, well, we should start a Fed and stuff. That I always said, maybe, because I'm in the whole media advertising world. Like, yeah. if I said, if I ever stop wrestling, I think I'll go to Stanford, get a WWE office job, just to say I'm still in wrestling. And stuff, but like in marketing or advertising, because that's my experience. <laughs> shit. But that, or just still what I'm doing, but do a Fed. But then I would be like, me and my friends used to say, one of these old timers would say, if we started a Fed and some of these indie guys would come up to us, you know, unless it's our friends or people that we know mm-hmm. and we could build around them. Mm-hmm. But I can say it's some. Indie guy that's hitting the every they want to be on like on every show, mm-hmm. getting getting triple booked on the same day just to say they're an indie star and stuff, getting on five shows on one Saturday or anything. But I would tell them like if they say, "Hey, oh, could I wrestle in your show?" Oh, yeah. How much you rate? How much you rate? Oh, I want I, I want three hundred a work. Can you bring me three hundred ticket yeah. sales? Three hundred dollars in ticket sales? Huh? Yeah, if you can bring me 300 ticket sale assets and seats, of course you can get that money. Yeah. And stuff. But if you can't, well, I'm going to bring you. You ready incurring me a cost of $300? <laughs> Why? Because you, you booked every weekend, every Saturday. You have you booked every Friday to Sunday mm-hmm. at the bingo halls mm-hmm. or at the or at the rich, the Mecca, they call it now, Richfield Park, where there's like 25 feds in there mm-hmm. running shows. And everything, because you're always now. So if I told people I was to be a promoter, I just try to build. Mm-hmm. And that's the mistake AEW did. They started, Impact started like that, where they built with the people that didn't make it big in TV, yeah. local indie guys that were just trying to make it and everything. I never got that opportunity. And then all of a sudden, they always pull off the WCW mistakes of taking the W, taking too many. I understand you want to take a few. Yeah, but don't take every Tom, Dick, and Harry that gets let go. They take everybody. Then they do that. Oh, they put them on the shelf like the the toy collector, and don't play with them until they feel like it's time to play with them. And they barely were going to be on the TV for six months or four months, and then they're gone. Yeah, Just and like you're them. And also, Especially- you have guys like what's his name, Satnam Singh in there. I never seen him wrestle, and he probably got a salary. He's probably not a per, what's that, per appearance? I have no idea, brother. All I know that um, he was with me in uh, Orlando when I, when we did the um, WWE tryout. And and again, like, you know, we all had an opportunity to get in the ring and work. And um, I think he got two opportunities in the WWE. I think five, five years ago, they gave him one opportunity. And this time they asked him to wrestle, and he said he didn't know how to wrestle. So you done one work, tryout. And you have a couple of years to go to a wrestling school and get fucking trained. You didn't do that. And then you went back for a second tryout. When they asked you to wrestle, you embarrassed yourself. And now he's doing this whole appearance. Again, like I said, and I that's don't know. He gave two. And, and people died for one. I, I know, right? Like There's a million people around the world. And you get one opportunity. If you're lucky, awesome. This guy got two. They got side, and I believe he hired a manager. Like, I went to DR. Huh? I went to DR. I saw these two. These two kids um, stood out for me. Came the King JC Boca and Adrian. These two kids, man, these dudes could work. And the sad part is they in the DR, and I said, "Damn, y'all could get in the state somehow and just rush to get to some WWE trial. Y'all be great, mm-hmm. Dominican kid, legit." hometown dudes and they could work i yeah. give them props 
it's See, that, that's a problem with this business. When the people who can work, they don't get opportunity. The people who knows people who have connections, they get opportunity. That's a world of pro wrestling that we live in right now. All right, my brother. Thank you so much for taking your time, my brother. And it's been it's been awesome, Thank amazing you. catching up with you after a long, long time. Like always, a, man. Always a pleasure. Yeah, always, always. And uh, we we all always like, love, respect each other. We are the Gleason boys, and we always have that in our heart. And um, it the was, it was a voice. I know, like, right? I make a gang. <laughs> we are the Gleason boys, yo. The Gleason boys. All right, my brother, you take care. And uh, this 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 video um, podcast will be uh, available on YouTube platform and also Spotify, but also audio platforms. Will, uh, audio will be available on audio platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, uh, Google uh, Music, and Podcast One. So uh, thank you so much, my brother. You stay safe, and I hope I'll see you, you soon. All right? Thank you. Be take safe. Take care, brother. Later. Be safe. Bye.